Ben, uh, didn't get to watch the football last weekend. Did you happen to watch the playoffs at all? You know, I might have caught a game, Goat. Heh. Because, uh, I mean, I, I the week before, I heard a lot of people talking about how the Cowboys were going to lose to the Seahawks, so I just assume, assume we lost. Did we lose? You know what? I... Let me let me check the score here real quick. Andy, it says it says Dallas Cowboys twenty four, Seattle Seahawks twenty two. Huh. I'm not a math major. I know you were you dabbled in math in college. Is twenty four a larger number than twenty two? It is. It is a greater integer than twenty two. How about them? In your fucking smug face, Pete Carroll. Going to the Super Bowl. Take your ass back to Seattle and chew your gum there. You bum? Ben Walker, boys will be boys, postseason victory edition. Oh, we out here. Postseason victory. First time since 14. You know who Pretty didn't nice. win a you know who didn't win a postseason game? Who's that, that other team in Texas? Well, we can't all win in the playoffs. And little brother Houston, there's always next year. You <laughs> Seinfeld music on that one. But hey, seriously, Colts are a good team. Don't feel bad about that. I mean, you should because you're garbage and you got blown out. But hey, you know, you guys did really good. You yeah, they won their Super Bowl this year. They beat us anyway. Yeah, so. that's the only game they cared about. I'm sure that's all we'll hear about. So we could win the Super Bowl. They're like, yeah, we beat y'all. So, like, we really won the Super Bowl. So, uh, but the Cowboys did defeat the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, a hell of a game. A great hell game. Of a game. Uh, this game was crazy. It had some, some crazy calls, it had some crazy plays, uh, huge moments. Uh, Zeke like Elliott. Classic, classic. Just Dallas get a 3 0 lead and just refuse to play any offense until the game got got any bit different i'm really content judging by the play calls that we made after we went up 3-0 that we were really trying to win that game as little as possible we were just not going to make a mistake until seattle scored bro cardiac cowboys are alive and well this game took several years off my life um i went from thinking we were gonna win for sure to then like oh fuck it probably doesn't look like it to them being like we might win bro there's a red zone pick in this game that i literally was like I was punching walls. I was going through the full range of cowboy-related emotion. Uh, how cowboys was that throw? Very cowboys. Um, we got a, a punt return touchdown called back on a holding call, which is very cowboys. Our special teams is had a, garbage. We had our boy Burns Hearns completely snap his leg, which really took a lot of air out of the stadium from what uh, I hear. That was a crazy moment. Did you happen to watch sounds on the sideline? Of, for this game? No, I didn't. Dude, that moment is crazy because immediately when it happens, all the, the all the players on the sidelines look up at the screen and they see it, the replay because they showed the replay in the stadium, which I find replaying that at all on TV or in the stadium super They did it once, and then I think they saw how bad it was. Like, And we're like, oh, shit, that's pretty funny. But they, the camera, the sounds on the sideline guys were like right next to the defense bench, and it was... Crawford, uh, Lawrence, uh, Randy Gregory, and Jalen Smith were all right next to each other. And Crawford goes, oh, no. And then Lawrence just immediately grabs the two guys next to him and goes, 
we got to pray. And they just all kneeled together in a circle and said a prayer like in real intense fashion, which I thought was tight. And then when Gallup caught his touchdown right before half, everyone was coming around high five. And he just kept saying that was for big Hearns though. That one was for big Hearns though. And I was like, that's tight. Gallup is sick. Yes. I'll Tavon saying the same shit too. Tavon's the man. He doesn't do much, but he's very West Baltimore, which I thoroughly enjoy. Is that trade worth it simply before his punt return this last week? Yeah, I mean, what did we give up? Like a seventh-round pick or something? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Would you pay him a million dollars to flip the field one time in a playoff game? Absolutely. Agreed. We've we've paid many millions for much less. I mean, but Seahawks remember when they won the Super Bowl and they paid for Percy Harvin and he did nothing all year and then he had a kick return touchdown. They're like, well, that was worth it. Percy yeah, for sure. I mean, dude, what are we paying T Dub this year? Like seven? Oh, I forgot. I, dude, I literally <laughs> have not heard that name in so long that I, I actually forgot he was a part of the roster. I mean, I don't think he suits up. No, he's hurt. They put him on IR a long time ago. He's like hurt slash mad suspended for that horrific DUI. Like, I. I literally don't think he would make the roster healthy. I mean, maybe now that like Lance Lenore has been called up because they put Hearns on IR. Yeah. But yeah, would not see. I think he saw like three snaps all year. So yeah, but that's another story. This is the victory podcast. We will talk about the victory. We're going to go through this whole game play by play. As always, we're going to, relive the glory that is a Dallas Cowboys playoff win. And then we're going to get into the upcoming matchup in the divisional round. We are going to Los Angeles. We are playing the Los Angeles Rams looking for a little revenge from last year where they defeated us 35 30, mostly thanks to a Ryan Switzer muff punt, but that is neither here nor there. Fuck you, Ryan Switzer. So let's get into this game. Um, the Cowboys uh, would receive the ball, which made me mad nervous to start this game. I don't like receiving the ball first, um, but they went to work immediately. The first play from scrimmage, Zeke Elliott went up the middle. He got eight yards, which I was like, tight. Zeke's going to eat and eat. He did. Um, second play, second and two from the Dallas 33. Amari Cooper gets 14 yards. Then Zeke goes for five, and then... Dak finds Beasley for 14 yards. Uh, Beasley would get a little ankle injury on this play. Uh, he would come yeah. back, but let me say this. Mm. Upon watching the replay of this game, there's a lot of ankle twisting by the Seattle Seahawks defense, particularly on Zeke and Beasley, and I am not a fan of how Pete Carroll coaches these dudes at all. It is dirty as fuck. And with that as context, the Alan Hearns play becomes very interesting to me. I'm not saying that was on purpose, but it was probably fucking on purpose because these guys are assholes. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't speak to that, but they definitely, I definitely saw the video of Frank Clark twisting Zeke's ankle. So, yeah, so cool, whatever. Um, so we have a first and ten at the Seattle 34. Uh, Zeke get, Dak gives it to Zeke. He goes for nine. Uh, then Zeke goes for two. Um, so we've now got a first and 10 at the Seattle 23. Now here, close enough to the red zone where Scott pulls out a special red zone playbook, which is full of plays that I hate. Why do we do this, man? We are the equivalent of like, I'm going to put into golf because that's really the only sport I play nowadays, but it's like a golfer being like, hmm, you know what I've been doing to get 
here has worked. So I'm just going to totally change my fucking swing and hope for the best now. Yeah, it's it. It's seriously like you crush it all the way down the fairway, and then you get to the green. You're like, I'm a putt left-handed though. <laughs> That's tighter. I'm a big Phil Mickelson guy, so going lefty on this one. So yeah, we get to the red zone. Um, first play, we try to throw to Noah Brown. Um, as you'll come to this fucking game, bro. Scott Linehan. Noah Brown has got to have Scott Linehan's kids duct taped in a basement somewhere. His involvement in this offense makes no sense. He is worthless as a football player and yet gets more love than anyone. Anyone. It's insane. He had like one good game in Ohio State, and that's the only reason he's even in the NFL. And he's garbage, dude. He's Bro, garbage. he gets way too many targets in this game. He only had four, and that was too much. Yeah, so throw to Noah Brown, no fucking good, obviously. Then we run Zeke, no gain. Then third and ten. Of course, it's a third and long situation, so we try to screen, dump it but... short. Yeah. Now, I will say on this one, uh, Amari had blockers. He just kind of danced on this one. I don't know what the deal was. Yeah, this was weird. Amari, um, maybe it wasn't there, but definitely the TV angle looked like he kind of caught that ball, and then he just didn't really turn up field. It looked like – I don't know if he could have got the first, but he probably could have got six, seven yards. He probably would have kicked the field goal anyway, but he definitely just sort of stopped here. Yeah, so it was weird. Uh, that brings up fourth and eight from the 21. Maher goes out there, kicks a 39-yard field goal. Thank uh, God. Yeah, he does make that one. Dallas goes up 3-0. Um, and so out comes Russell Wilson. And this would begin a weird pattern for the Seattle Seahawks where, and I know they were the number one rushing team in the NFL. I think they averaged like close to 160 yards rushing a game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But boy, howdy, they decided they were going to run the ball. And when it didn't work, they were like, Give it time. And they really never took the leash off Wilson until the last drive. And this that part of the game in, in general gets really weird. Um, we'll go over it, but really the next six possessions, so three for each team go punt, 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 punt. And four of those are three and out. So the offense, I mean, this is like I was just saying, dude, Cowboys do this great first drive. And just like we throw out that red zone playbook, we just go so crazy conservative when we have any sort of lead. Yeah, it's really weird. So, and and the the Seahawks were in the same position. So they run Chris Carson on first down. He gets five yards. Uh, then they run Chris Carson again on second down for three yards. Then on third and two, Russell Wilson tries to bootleg out and throw it for a first down, but Jalen Smith gets a nice tip. You see the all 22 of this play? Jalen Smith covered a fuck ton of ground to make this play. Dog, I've been saying that Jalen Smith is the man. You're right on that one. Proven right. You are right on that one. Don't act like Randy Gregory's not been balling. Randy Gregory's been balling. We'll we'll talk about him here in a minute. He's good. He just he has more warts than Jalen. Jalen sure. just straight up balls. Sure, but this is also this is also Randy's first year and true year of football as well. So we'll, when we, when we get to our Rams preview segment, I'm going to talk a lot about Randy Gregory because I think he is key to attacking this Rams offense for one key reason. So, um, so that brings up that there you go. They got eight yards on three plays. They go three and out. And they punt. Uh, Dallas will get the ball back. Uh, first play, they give it to Elliott. He gets three yards, and then Dak trying to go to Noah Brown again. <laughs> Incomplete. Uh, then third and seven, uh, Dak goes to Alan Hearns, who picks up 14 yards, a great play. 
And then Hearns gets this grisly ankle leg break, um, full injury timeout. They had to stretcher him off the field. Uh, yeah, Dr. he said his bone popped through the skin. Yeah, they had, to, they had to reset his leg on the field. Uh, he was in a ton of pain. Dr. Cooper He's was crying, out there. Bro. Yeah, they had, to, they had to rush him to surgery. Like They did surgery on him during the game. Um, they said they, they think, given how the surgery went, he'll be back in August. Um, but, man, it, this was a grisly, grisly injury. Um, and, it, you know, i, I got to be honest. I was worried about how the team would respond. It's easy to – if this had been a bigger player, like if Zeke Elliott has this kind of injury, mm. this is one that kills you. So, God forbid. So uh, I'm going to knock on wood on that one real quick. Um, so Hearns gets off the field. That brings up a first and 10 at the 40. They run Zeke twice for four yards each. So we've got third and two on the Dallas 48. Play call. You know, I actually just criticized them for being uh, cautious. This one was weird. They just throw a fly route to Gallup on third and two. Which is, which is it's fine to pass on third and two. Sure. Uh, you know, use some play action, you know, et cetera. But Dak just doesn't throw that kind of ball well. Like, Dak doesn't locate tightly covered if you, look at the, if you look at the stats he's actually a better deep ball passer than a lot of guys in the league go yeah but he's also the worst <laughs> tight window thrower left in the playoffs so michael gallup was well covered on this play it wasn't one of the classic gallup gets I three steps they might go for it on fourth and two at the 48 i guess not because you don't want to give momentum but anyway yeah so i was okay with the punt they, i'm okay with the punt they end up punting um seattle would get the ball uh, on the first play, they try a little, uh, like a screen pass to Chris Carson. Antoine Woods just sniffs this out, blows this up in the backfield, eight yard loss. Um, so second and 18, they run with Chris Carson for five yards. And then on third and 13, Russell Wilson tries to scramble. He only gets three yards for Randy Gregory gets to him. So that brings up fourth and 10. They get no yards net on the drive. So they punt. Uh, Dallas gets the ball at their own 29. Um, Dak tries to get to Cooper. It's incomplete. Uh, then Zeke catches it, but bad throw out of bounds. Yeah. Uh, then on second and 10, Zeke runs for four yards. We get a penalty on Blake Jarwin for holding. So it's second and 20. Uh, we are actually last. I looked, I don't know if this is still true. The worst team, worst offense in the NFL at overcoming penalties. I believe that, that is not hard for me to believe at all. Um, second and 20, Dak gets it to Cooper, who gets nine yards. And then third and 11, Dak is incomplete short right to Michael Gallup. Um, what's weird is that it, the, the box score list, Dallas Jeff Heath has a wrist injury return is questionable on this play. I guess I just found out about that injury at that point. Cause I, I don't think Jeff Heath was involved <laughs> in this play, but that'd be interesting. Um, I wouldn't put it past Scott Linehan to be like, yo, we're going to run a Jeff Heath screen right here. They're not going to see this coming. Um, <laughs> so we end up punting. Um, we're now down to two minutes left in the first quarter. Seattle gets the ball. They run Carson for four yards, then Carson for no gain. He gets swallowed up by Lawrence and Smith. And then on third and six, uh, Malik Collins just breaks through the middle, uh, sacks Russell Wilson for a seven-yard loss. Uh, there was a definite face mask on this play that wasn't called. It's kind of hard angle for the refs to see. Um, I definitely give the Seahawks this one, but you know there was a there was a f- obvious face mask on Zeke that wasn't called at, later Seahawks. as well. So first three drives go run, run, pass, 
screen pass, run pass, run run pass. They really three. love that run run pass. Marty Schottenheimer just does not get creative. He's about as bad as Scott. Um, he's a dinosaur, bro. Yeah. And he's really never had a ton of success. Like I tried to look back through Marty Schottenheimer's career to be like, where did he ball out that made people? I, he was the guy, doesn't he? The guy who got fired when the C no, I was gonna say when the chargers went 14 and two, but now I think that was North Turner. It was North Turner. Okay. I thought Schottenheimer was in the year that, uh, that Ladanian Tomlinson got like 28 touchdowns and they lost in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. Super sad. Always liked LT. He was the beast. Um, so on fourth and 13, they punt. Uh, Tavon Austin returns upon 80 yards for a touchdown, but there's a penalty on CJ Goodwin for offensive. I guess this is a very questionable holding penalty. If this is holding, then there's holding on every punt return in every game ever played of organized football. Um, Really? It sucked because it was a real nice return by Tavon. And Tavon was informed today. He had another one that was really good, um, which worked out. But, man, this one would have been nice to have. This would have made it a 10-0 game. Um, probably makes us a comfortable lead all the way through, but it is what it is. So Dallas would get the ball in the 14 instead. Um, they would run Zeke for four yards and then a little short pass to Tavon Austin for seven. First and 10 at the 25. Zeke would run for five yards. And then Dak would hit Beasley for eight. Person to the 38, they would try to do a reverse with Tavon Austin. He would get tackled by KJ Wright for a three-yard loss. Then Zeke up the middle for a one-yard gain. So we're now at third and 12. Then there's a false start on Lael Collins. So and you can better believe you know what we're calling on third and 17, man. Screen pass to Zeke Elliott, and that's nine yards. He does a six-spin move on this to make it a nine-yard play. Um, and so on fourth and eight, Chris Jones punts it 50 yards. Uh, and Dallas gives up the ball. Um, so with 9.48 to play in the half, uh, Seattle goes to work at their own 22. Um, on the first play, Wilson hits Dixon deep for 26 yards. Then Russell Wilson hits Tyler Lockett for 40 yards. So, what was your thought right after this? They hadn't done anything all game, and now they get 66 yards on two plays. I was like, shit, they're finally going to let Wilson roll with it. And yeah. he was picking us apart. But then Chris Carson for three, Chris Carson for no gain, third and seven. You're putting Wilson in an obvious passing situation. You know, Richard's able to dial it up, incomplete, short right to Dixon. Um, so Sebastian Janikowski comes out, he kicks a 27 yard field goal. Game the is now tied at three. Sad I thought about this game as close as it was. And I know they did a little bit of cosmetics at the end of the game to really make it closer than. It might have been. They scored real late. Um, they only had 11 first downs all day. It took and, them to like the, like the fourth possession to get one. And almost all of their first downs, Andy, came on long pass throws. They, oh, yeah. didn't, they did not dink and dunk us. you got to give Dallas credit for that. They didn't really get a lot of – I mean, like you said, their number one rushing offense. They never really got the run game going at any point in this game. Uh, they did convert a couple two-point conversions we'll get into, but – they really just didn't have any success on the ground. Um, but when Wilson aired it out, I'm trying to think. He had very few balls that he released deeper than 10, 15 yards that weren't complete and weren't right on the money. I got to give him credit. He had two throws we'll get into when when, when the play by comes up that, damn, I mean, those that, were Well, that was going to say is, like, I don't even really put it on Dallas secondary. A couple of these balls there was literally no defense for. Like, 
Awuzie, who continues to just have... Awuzie is going to be on so many <laughs> highlight tapes, dude. I feel bad for the guy. He plays really good coverage, and the ball's just in such good position. There's just no way, without committing a foul, to make a play on it. He has so many balls thrown at him that are just so perfect. Like, he's always looking like, well, he's pretty decent. Like, he doesn't blow coverages all that often. He just... Man, quarterbacks throw some dimes his way. They do. That they do. So... Dallas will get the ball back with 7.03 to play in the half. Um, they start at their own 25. Uh, Dak would try to throw to Michael Gallup. Um, there'd be an illegal contact on Griffin here. So that makes it first and 10 at the 30. Run Zeke up the middle for two yards. Then Dak hits Amari Cooper for 15. Uh, Zeke does a little end around for 13 yards. And then Zeke tries to go uh, behind the left guard. He gets no gain there. Second and 10 at the Seattle 40. Uh, this is where Dak Prescott takes a real ugly sack from Frank Clark, a 10-yard loss here. So now we're at third and 20. You know what's coming here. A little dump off to Zeke for 10 yards. Fourth and 10 at the Seattle 40. We come out to try a 58-yard field goal from Brett Maher, and he misses this one. So I heard this equated, and I think it's probably a fair metaphor that him hitting that like whatever was that 64 yarder early in the year and we know brett has a leg it's kind of like a three-point shooter is not very good hitting their first three of the game or second three in the rest of the season it's like oh i got that oh yeah yeah like a 58 yard i'm all for this so this is the end of the half i mean i know there's 317 left but i don't know man this was one that i just it, it sucks because I feel like I've criticized Jason for not being aggressive enough, but man, you can probably punt this. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that what happens is during warm-ups, they, he let, says, Brett, yeah, it's they, my let, range. they let Brett go out there and kick, and he's dunking it from 60, and the kicking coach is like, they Jason goes to him and is like, what's his range today? And he's like, he's good from 60. And they're like, all right, cool. And that, you know, so. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, if he makes it, then we're all talking about, damn, he's got a leg. I mean, he, he doesn't miss distance. He just, you know, didn't get it through the upright. So, anyway, the only reason, I mean, it's all hindsight. The only reason we bring it up is because of what Seattle does on this next possession. Yep. So, they get the ball uh, at their own 48 to start, which is not optimal. No. Um, Russell Wilson goes short to Doug Baldwin, but it's incomplete. On second and 10 at the 48, uh, he goes deep to Tyler Lockett. He gets 25 yards, um, which really sucked because we got a t- pressure on him from Demarcus Lawrence. This was one of those perfect passes. Oh, yeah. Um, D-Law came in unimpeded, and Russell just kind of threw the, a dime um, right at him. You know, I was just about to say when they targeted Baldwin, I think that was his first target of the game. They, and then I saw the next one was to Lockett. Um, Russell Wilson had a perfect passer rating this season when targeting Tyler Lockett, which is yeah, just he had four catches for 120 yards. So I just don't think it's weird. It's easy to nitpick them, but I don't think they throw to either of those guys enough. Oh, I agree. Well, you have a top five quarterback, top 10 at worst, and you just don't let him play the game. You You use him like he's Dak, which he ain't. So... It's a weird decision, that's for sure. Um, I saw a Seattle beat writer saying things like, if you want to play football like this and you insist on it, trade Russell Wilson for three first-round picks. <laughs> well, if you're if you're not going to let him, if you're going to make him in a playoff game, what, he threw like 27 balls? Like, Yeah, and a bunch of them came 
when the game had been, you know, it was like kind of out of reach. So, and like I said, I know they're a run first team, so it's probably we're run first team, so we have games where we've said probably the same thing, but it just seemed like he was dealing when he had him. He didn't even have time on this Tyler Lockett throw, and they just didn't really ever let him step back and throw the ball four or five times in a row. Yeah, most definitely. So they do get a first and 10 at the Dallas 27. Uh, they try to run Chris Carson. He gets hit in the backfield for a four-yard loss uh, to Demarcus Lawrence. Um, that brings us to the two-minute warning. On second and 14, uh, Russell Wilson hits Chris Carson for a seven-yard gain before Jalen Smith gets to him. Uh, Dallas takes a timeout here. Third and seven, uh, Russell tries to go deep to Doug Baldwin. He misses that, and on fourth and seven... That was good coverage by Cheeto on that one. That was. was dangerously close to a touchdown. I was very happy we did not see a completion there. So fourth and seven, the Dallas 24, they bring out Seabass. He hits a 42-yarder. It is now 6-3, to three and Seattle has its first lead of the game. So Dallas gets the ball back on their own 25 with a minute 43 to play in the half, and we're ready to see two-minute drill deck, which is a totally different animal. I have three plays of this game, Goat, and one of them is coming up here. Oh, my. I bet I know which one it is. <laughs> it's, it's not hard to point out, but yeah. So uh, first and 10, Dak goes to Blake Jarwin for four yards. On second and six, he goes to Amari Cooper for five, and that brings up third and one at the Dallas 34. I'm assuming this is your one of your three This was plays. number three. This was number three. So one minute left. We're pretty much in – we have timeouts, but we're pretty much – we've let the clock run at this point to 109, and Ezekiel Elliott makes his presence felt on this game. He does. So um, it looks like we're going inside. All the Seattle defenders get sucked down inside. They don't set the edge, and Zeke Elliott bounces outside to the right, takes it 44 yards down to the Seattle 22, gets out of bounds. This was uh, huge, man. Huge play. Huge. This is just classic Zeke. Great vision, great patience, great runner. Because um, you've gone from what you probably think you're about to be down 6-3 at the half to all of a sudden you're like, well, at least it'll be 6-6. Six, six. And, yeah. then, and then they keep moving. They keep they, moving. Yeah, absolutely. So first and 10 for the 22. Dak hits Blake Jarwin for seven yards. Then Jarwin again for four. That brings up a first and 10 at the Seattle 11. Uh, and Dak tries to throw to Michael Gallup. This is an ugly throw. Um, yeah, really bad. Really misses it. And I'm sitting there talking mad shit. I'm like, why don't we run Zeke? And you actually texted me. You're actually, it's funny. You texted me. Dak just can't throw the fucking fade at all. Why do we ever call this? <laughs> Dude, well, what's worse is on the next play, so second attempt to the 11, I see Dak wind up to throw the fade to Gallup again. And I'm like, I yell out, what are we doing? And then, of course, it's, it's a, a dime. dime. Yeah. It's just perfect. Perfect ball. Michael Gallup makes a great over-the-shoulder catch. Does a good baby job not Dez, telegraphing. Baby. Yeah. He makes a great he does a great job not telegraphing where the ball's coming in. Doesn't locate the ball for the corner. Um catches a really clutch down here. Great throw by Dak. Great catch by Gallup. And the Cowboys go into the half. Uh well, they don't go in the half quite yet, but they now enjoy a 10-6 lead. Um, yeah, this got scary, actually. Yeah, so Seattle got the ball, um, and Tyler Lockett would return the ball 52 yards uh, on the on the next kickoff. Uh, he would be tackled, a shoelace tackle by Brett Maher. 
Save that touchdown, man. Absolutely. Making up for that missed field goal. You Um, know, I heard a lot of talk come into this game. We actually didn't spend much time on it at all in our pod, but apparently Jason, more than at any point this season, had talked about the kick coverage because it had been pretty lacking a couple weeks in a row. It almost cost him that Giants game last week. Yeah. And he... He said they made a big emphasis on kick return, so I imagine this one really pissed off Coach JG. Probably he probably gave the the five pat the ang- you know the five clap the angry clap as opposed to his normal like three or four. Yeah, you there know, were like, there were no ass pats for the special teams as they came back in. This is just a um, clap, like a real angry clap. You got to read Jason's clap. You got to learn the clap language. It's like a little Helen Keller type thing. Um, <laughs> So it's first and 10 at the Dallas 49. Uh, Wilson hits Dixon for a four-yard gain. Uh, Second and six, he hits Dixon again for three yards. Uh, And so they've got eight seconds left. They take a timeout. Um, Six seconds left now. Um, They run Davis up the middle for three yards and then take their third timeout. And so with three seconds left, they decided they're going to kick a 57-yard field goal uh, with Sebastian Janikowski. They run him out there. He kicks the ball. And he shanks it wide right and injures his hamstring. And so this would prove to be a very costly play for Seattle. Not only do they not go into halftime 10-9, but they lose their starting kicker. Um, and so we go into halftime, we things like they're having the they're having Dixon, who's the normally the punter, but he's like a drop kicker. He's like a rugby guy. He's practicing place kicks, and they're going really poorly. He's like shanking them into the stands. It's looking really bad. Man, this is... This is weird to me because I know they're specialists, but are you telling me with all the time kickers and punters have, they never prepare for the moment when one of them might be asked to do the other's job? Well, I mean... Like, when, we had Jeff Heath kick field goals. You're telling me this guy punts for a living and he can't kick extra fucking points? Well, he's a drop kicker, so like, he, I don't think he's used to kicking off a tee. I, yeah, I, I mean... This I mean I'm not saying it's really okay. bizarre later. Yeah, it's I just I think that it's really weird as much as the NFL prepares they don't have a contingency plan for a missed kicker. And you can't bring two into a game. I get you only have 52 on a roster and only, I think, 40-something Dress. active. Yeah. So I, I get that you're not going to use it on spare kicker, but I think you'd have at least some back. Like, you know they have the emergency quarterback plan? I would think yeah. you have an emergency kicker plan in some fashion. Yeah, you'd think. You would think. So – it would, this would come back to bite Seattle in the weirdest possible way, of course. Um, but the second half gets started. Uh, they get the ball. Um, they start from their own 25. They run. Chris you want to bet what they do here? They run Chris Carson uh, for wanna, a yard. You, you want to guess the, the order of play call here? I'm going to guess it's run, run, pass. Uh, you would be correct, sir. <laughs> indeed. So they go Chris Carson for one yard, Chris Carson for three yards, and then Russell Wilson tries to go short right to Tyler Lockett. It is incomplete. And so they go three plays, four yards, and they punt. Uh, luckily, Dallas came to play with the exact same game plan. So <laughs> Zeke Elliott for three yards. Dak goes to Cole Beasley for six yards, and they run Zeke Elliott. Uh, they try to do a little like stretch play. Bobby Wagner mm. flows to him. Bobby Wagner played a hell of a game. This one upset me. I mean, this is... Nothing Zeke. I mean, this is a good play. Bobby Wagner's an all-pro. Zeke's an all-pro. And Bobby Wagner just, he made sure Zeke wasn't getting that first down, man. I mean, I would call a Zeke run on third and one, I mean, 95 times out of 100. I don't know if I'm calling it a, a, calling a stretch play, which is the only thing I question. I'm like, I'm going up the gut for a yard. But 
is sure. what it is. Um, so we punt. Seattle gets the ball back. Um, and they do make a little noise here, but the defense stands. Um, they go Wilson to Dixon for nine yards. And then Rashad Penny, the first round pick of Seattle this year, goes for five. Uh, and then they give it to Penny again. He gets 28 yards. And so they're like, okay, we got something going here. So first and 10 of the Dallas 45, they try to do a little uh, pitch out to Rashad Penny. Gets blown up by Randy Gregory for a seven yard loss. Gregory was making the drive around, man. He was making his uh, presence felt in this one. He got a couple of QB pressures, he got this tackle for loss. It was excellent. Um, second and 17, tries to do a short pass to Chris Carson. That's incomplete. Third and 17, Russell Wilson tries to go short right to someone named Vanette. I don't know who that is. He gets five yards. Nick Vanette. He's like their second or third tight end. Okay. So fourth and 12 at the Dallas 47, they decide to punt. Uh, and so Dallas gets the ball back on their own, but they down it at the two. So yeah, this is a good play, man. This was a good play by, uh, I think Coleman, whoever was, someone jumped into the end zone and knocked it back. Yeah, in. It was it was a really nice. good special teams play. Um, so Dallas is stuck on the two yard line. Uh, they try to run Zeke. He gets one yard. Bro, he was earthly close to being a safety. If he didn't spin back up field, Zeke made a hell of a play to get one yard on this one. Um, then Dak Prescott tries to go deep to Amari Cooper. That doesn't work. And then he tries to do it. Adam, too. Yeah. And then third and nine, he tries to they try to set up a screenplay for Zeke. Doesn't work. So Dak just kind of throws it at Zeke's feet. Um, fourth and nine, we get a penalty on Blake Jarwin for false start. So it's now fourth and ten at the Dallas two. Um, Chris Jones has got his like heels on the end line. Uh punts takes a it. short punt, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so Seattle will get the ball on the Dallas 44. Uh, and they would finally have some life here. Um, so they run Penny for three yards. Uh, they run Carson for no gain. On third and seven, they I get Miles Davis for two yards. Um, so that was three straight runs. And then on fourth and five. You're right. That was really bizarre. I remember commenting that on the game when they went third and seven and run. And I remember saying, I was like, the only reason you run on third down there is if you know you're going for it on fourth. And like we said, they don't have a kicker. And sure enough, they go for it on fourth here, go. Yep, so fourth and five of the Dallas 39. Russell Wilson goes deep to Doug Baldwin. He gets 22 yards. This is another great pass. I mean, hell of a catch, hell of a throw. If they win this game, they look back at that play. I mean, that yep. was – I can't – I don't remember seeing it, and I thought – they called it a catch on the field, and I remember saying at the bar, I was like, there's no earthly way he got his feet in. That is incomplete. I am I so – I remember saying that I am so confident that that's going to get overturned, and damn, you see the replay, and it's clear yep. he – he toe-taps it, and damn, does that not good coverage by Woozie again. And Poor boy. Cheeto, dude. He just can't catch a break. No one ever drops these on him. So, <laughs> um, so they first and 10 on the Dallas 17. Uh, Davis runs for three yards, and they give it to Davis again for two. Third and five, uh, Russell keeps it himself. He gets seven yards, so they're first and goal at the five. They give it to Carson. He gets one yard. And then on second and goal, Russell Wilson does a little read option. Gets it in for himself. Tank crashes hard here. Yeah, t- Tank does not set the edge. Uh, Russell gets around him, gets into the end zone, and then they do a two-point conversion attempt. Uh, they hand it off to Davis again, and he gets in. So they are a touchdown and a two-point conversion, making it a 14-10 to 10 game. Um, you know, I think in- – I, I just want to make a, a quick comment here that I think – and this is point out these two teams are – 
it's basically you know that that spider-man meme of two spider-mans pointing at each other that yeah always over the internet they're such identical they both have quarterbacks that can run but they never seem to utilize them until moments like these like we haven't seen russell have a designed run or read option called all day and then when he does it's it's successful in the red zone i mean we run this exact same offense yep most definitely um so the Cowboys get the ball on their own 33. Um, Prescott goes to Gallup for seven yards. And Zeke goes for two. Uh, and then Dak beats a pass to Noah Brown, who gets six yards. Congratulations, so Noah. Third down conversion. Um, first and 10, Zeke goes for two. Uh, then Dak finds Amari Cooper for 34 yards. This was gorgeous. Dak just stepped into the middle, found a, a hole. They ran a, a route where Jarwin kind of took the safety out of the middle of the field. Uh, on a rail, and then Amari just kind of floated into that empty zone, caught the ball, turned it up, feel a little stutter step to make the defense freeze up. Got Pretty a base, great play. Um, so that brings up first and 10 at the Seattle 16. Uh, Zeke goes for six. Uh, and then on second and four, uh, Dak keeps it himself, runs up the middle. Uh, Dude, I love this. I mean, the same thing they just did to us, design quarterback run, man. Absolutely. Uh, they ended up, it looked like he made it in initially, but then they rule, ended up ruling him down um, at the one-yard line. So we get first and goal at the one. They run Zeke for – Zeke slips when they hand him the ball. So he actually Were kinda, you nervous? Oh, yeah. I was like, we're going to somehow mess this I, up. I was next to Jake, one of our good buddies, and he was like, why do you not QB sneak that? And I thought the same thing. I mean, they later would in the game, but – Luckily, second and goal, Zeke Elliott, one-yard TD run. I mean, I guess if you have Zeke, it's never a bad option. But when he slipped there, I was like, bro, if they don't find a way to. Dude, I was I was sweating bullets on that one. They did not look good at that point. We have had trouble all year in the red zone. Is just not a super great situation. So um, that would be a touchdown for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Seattle would. Uh, get the ball uh, to start their next drive at their own 25. Um, they ran Chris Carson up the middle. One-yard loss, tackled by DeLon Crawford. Second and 11, Russell Wilson finds Doug Baldwin for five yards. And then on third and six, they try to go deep to Tyler Lockett. Uh, that is incomplete. And so uh, they end up kicking... Uh, they end up... Kick, uh, kicking a punt. It goes 60 yards to the Dallas 11, but Tavon key Austin... Key play walks key play number two. Tavon Austin flips the field here. 51-yard punt return. I don't know what happened on this. It looked like he was free. I thought he was about to house this one, and then he just kind of like tripped. tripped on the turf, I guess. And yeah, so he ends up going out of bounds at the Seattle 38, which it was fine, but like this should have been a touchdown. I was like, damn. Um so still huge play, huge Flip play. the field for us. Dallas gets the ball. Uh, first and ten, hits Amari Cooper for a twenty-seven yard gain. Uh, Seattle challenged this as being a catch. It was ruled a catch. Great Thank catch God, by Amari. Were you nervous when that hit the ground? I was. I was like, this is a point in the game where was, the refs start to screw Dallas. I was so. saying, I was like, there's no way they can overturn that, right? So. First and 10, they run Zeke for four yards, but there's a penalty on Dalton Schultz for an illegal formation. Um, and so on. Then we have first and 15 on the Seattle 16. Uh, so we run this trick play where it's kind of a play action fake to Zeke, toss it over the top. 
and Dak kind of throws it short. It was still catchable, uh, but it's to fucking Noah Brown, who goes up for it. And to be honest with you, this is blatant pass interference. KJ Wright admits it was pass interference, um, but it's intercepted in the end zone. Uh, this is a this could have been a backbreaking play. The I thought it could have easily been pi. Um, I've heard a lot of Cowboys fans say that. Maybe we're talking about this with more uh, angst if we actually go on to lose this. Um, but as I said at the end of the day, the only thing I can justify on the refs was. It was a bad throw by the quarterback, so you're bailing him out. I mean, I love Dak. This was a bad throw. It might have been P.I. at the end, but the only reason it would have been P.I. is because K.J. Wright runs into Noah Brown because he has to stop. I mean, if Dak leads him, this is a touchdown. Yeah, agreed. So I was really mad. I mean, that's why I was more mad that it wasn't a no call. It's like that was a bad throw, and I really had – from here on out, I was really fucking nervous about what was going to happen in this game. Yeah, me too. So Seattle gets the ball on their own 20. Um, first play, Russell Wilson goes short to Vanit for six yards, but there's a holding penalty on Justin Britt. Don't feel bad about this. I uh, lived in the same dorm as Justin Britt in college. He's a big fucking douchebag, so good oh, for nice. you losing a playoff game. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Justin Britt would often be seen uh, in the hallways of the dorm, and he would yell at girls about 100 yards away and be like, hey, what's up? Do you know I play football? That was kind of his <laughs> opener. Sick, bro. So uh, first and 20, Russell Wilson goes to Doug Baldwin and gets five yards, and there's an unnecessary roughness penalty on DJ Fluker, who just comes up and blindsides Jalen Smith. Um, this is a really dumb play. Real I mean, Jalen wasn't so even good. in this fucking play. To just blindside a guy who has had a near – life-ruining knee injury before. Real real classy. Pretty much par for the course for Seattle football, but extra cool. So, second and 22, uh, Russell hits Tyler Lockett. He gets two yards. Uh, Lockett gets kind of banged up during this play. So, on third and 20, they pull a Cowboys. They do a little dump off to Davis. Man, he gets 13 yards. You're down three points in a playoff game with Russell Wilson. This ball has to at least go 15 yards. Oh, I thought yeah. this was the biggest give up play Seattle called all day. Yeah. And then on fourth and seven, you know, didn't have forward a, on fourth and five before. Um, but you're on your own 23. I guess you're not going for it there, but that was a total give up play by Seattle. Yeah. Agreed. So they punt. Uh, Dallas would get the ball on their 37, uh, and go to work. Um, Zeke goes for two yards and then Dak tries to throw a pass. It doesn't even have a receiver listed. So I think we know what happened with that one. He threw it away. Yeah. I was shocked. I, I literally think it's the first time in the history of Dak Prescott. He's thrown a ball away. Um, third and eight Dak tries to go to Michael Gallup. Uh, but KJ writes all over him. He actually pulls Gallup's body like away from the ball. So he can't get to it. So there's a PI call there. First and 10 on the 45, Elliott gets five yards, then one yard. On third and four, um, Coleman, the Seattle corner, just gets totally tricked by Beasley running a double move, and he knows he's burned, so he just kind of tackles Cole Beasley to the ground. Yeah, this one was blatant. I could see Seattle being a little, I can, you know, whatever, on the last one, but this one, this one was blatant. So that's the second very costly PI penalty on the same drive. Um First and 10 from the Seattle 41. Uh, Dak, Dak, little keeper for five yards. Then Zeke up the middle for six. 
and then Zeke around the right end for 17 yards. He gets gave a vicious stiff arm to Shaquille Griffin. Just threw him to the ground. It was like a like Shaquille Griffin was trying to put a hand out. Zeke like grabbed his hand and like threw him down just by his arm. It was super tight. Um, so that gets us to the Seattle 13. Run Rod Smith up the middle for one yard on second and nine at the 12. Run Zeke up the middle for six yards. But there's a penalty on Noah Brown for an illegal shift. I don't know if this is on Dak for motion because he called an audible and shifted Noah yep. and then snapped That's it too early. But Troy was saying that can either be on the quarterback or the the player. I'm gonna give it. On, I'm gonna put it on Noah Brown because I hate Noah Brown. Um, <laughs> sure, sure. So second and fourteen at the seventeen, Dak incomplete to Michael Gallup. Um, and so this brings up a huge third and fourteen in the red zone. And I'll be honest, I was like, we're fucked. This is a field goal. Bing, um, bing, bing, walks play number one of the game. Maybe Dak's best play of his career outside of at least most important play. This is huge. So Dak drops back. He doesn't see anything he likes. He runs up the middle, does some does his little like Dak wiggle where he just like seems to avoid tackles. And their I think whole this was designed keeper. Follow their whole team is falling all over themselves. Um Dak gets 16 yards. Superman gets, leaps to the end zone. He gets hit low. He does a full somersault. Um, it looks like a touchdown initially, but he upon replay while he flipped, the ball is down at the one-yard line. Bro, the bar erupted. Bro, oh, I can't that. imagine. I mean, I was in a house of people, and everyone went crazy. Um, so it's first and goal at the one. They do a, a Dak keeper, um, just a quarterback sneak right behind yeah. Joe Looney, and – Touchdown Cowboys. I mean that um, that fourteen yard or sixteen yard scamper on third and fourteen, a team that's not very good on third and long. Um, not very good in the red zone. I mean, this is what Dak makes this is what makes Dak Dak. I mean, we've said it before, me and Andy are not the hugest fans. Andy will argue with you that Dak misses high school throws. Um but this was a hell of a play, man, and a big moment. I mean, if they kick a field goal here and you're giving the ball back to Seattle up six with a chance for Seattle to go down and win it, which would have been interesting if they had, you know, if they go back and they score and now do they call their kicker out or go for two? I would have liked to maybe see that in a world where I wasn't a crazy Cowboy fan that would have had a heart attack. But, um, man, huge play by Dak. I just, I, it can't be understated. This was play of the game. Um, this will be on his highlight reel, you know, when they, they show it. When you, when you, you put him in the hall, dude. <laughs> if you talk to some Cowboy fans, his stats say he deserves it. So there you go. So um, Cowboys go up 24-14. There's two minutes to go. Um, it's looking like they're going to win this one at this point. Um, but the heart attack was not over. So nope. Russell Wilson is finally allowed to kind of play football. And on the first play from scrimmage, he does a nine-yard pass to Davis. The two-minute this gets him for the two-minute warning. Second and one, deep to Tyler Lockett for fifty-three yards. First and ten from the Dallas thirteen, uh, incomplete to Vennett. Uh, second and ten, incomplete to Baldwin. Third and ten, uh, seven yard or six yards to McKissick gets to the Dallas seven. So fourth and four at the Dallas seven. Um, it's McKissick again, gets a touchdown, and then two point conversion. Chris Carson runs up the middle, gets in. Um, Ugh, the two made me even more nervous, man. So it's a two point conversion. It's now a two point game at this point. It is twenty four twenty two. They're out of timeouts. They're least. out of timeouts, and so they've they've got a minute eighteen to play, and they're gonna 
trot out this drop kick kid for an onside kick. Um, not gonna lie, yeah. I was I was pretty nervous here. Um, unfortunately, the the lack of a kicker would come back to bite them here. Um, they tried to and do the the worst onside kick in the history of onside kicks. Yeah, especially in this big of a situation, he tries to do this drop kick onside kick. You need to get it ten yards. I know you're worried about not going far enough, but he skies this one. It goes thirty yards. Um, Cole Beasley <laughs> Cole just Beasley. catches it and lays down. It's so bad that Cole could have easily just air caught that, and no one could have touched him. But he literally had enough time to probably sit there, pull up his app on his phone, do his finances real quick, send a text to his side girl about where he was going to be after the game, and then catch this. Record ball. a new track for the next <laughs> mixtape, and then yeah. So he just Dude, this down. was so bad. Like Pete Carroll's face was the Pete Carroll's face after when they showed him on the sideline was just like what the fuck. It was insane. Um, and so yeah, the Cowboys. We have to attempt a normal onside kick. I'm sorry. I don't I care if you've never kicked off a tee. You put me or you out there, and at least just boot the ball and hope to fuck it bounces your way. Yeah, I agree. So Cowboys win twenty four twenty two. They win a wild card game for the first time since 2014 against the Lions. And that sets up, uh, well, it, we didn't know who we were playing. It depended on the winner of the Eagles-Bears game. The Eagles would end up winning that one on the now-famed double-doink miss uh, at the end of that game. What a bizarre ending that was. Absolutely. And so now uh, the Cowboys will play the Los Angeles Rams uh, on Saturday night to determine if they go to the NFC Championship game. Um Excuse me. Um, it's a big game. Uh, the Rams, 13-3. Um, you know, last year they went to the playoffs. They got bounced in the first round by the ha- or by the Falcons. Um, I think a lot of people attributed that to like, hey, they're one year away. They're kind of, they were last year kind of what the Cowboys were in 2016. Um, but they got a lot of pieces. They've added a lot of pieces. And they played really well all year. They've got the num- first team all-pro running back. Goff played a really good year. They got good receivers. Only um, matchup this year in the divisional round goat between two teams that have not played this season. There you go. Um, ben, do you know when the last time the Cowboys <laughs> won an away playoff game was? Oh, God. Um, 96? Before that. 94? Before that. Are you going back to like I'm trying to think. Were we the number one team in 92 when we won it? The last time that we won a road playoff game was in San Francisco in 1992. Okay, I was going to say, I can't remember. It was us and San Fran, those dynasties. Yeah. Wow. It was that. It was the How About Them Cowboys game. Fuck yeah. Do you know the last time we played the Los Angeles Rams in a playoff game? <laughs> this in the 80s? It was. 86 it was eric dickerson game yeah eric dickerson went bonkers for uh 246 rushing yards and he got shut out they shut out dallas 20 to zero um that team also like that dallas team was real skeptical like had some big holes in it they got blasted like 55 to nothing that year by some team it was the last of the 20 straight win season for dallas too or 20 straight winning seasons, the longest in NFL history, came to an end that next year. So, damn. 
that was like the dark period for we can't even call it when we talked to like Lions and Browns fans. Our dark period was like, like five years. years. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then we won three Super Bowls. So. Yeah. And I mean, but this is gonna be an interesting game. I mean, the Rams, they're good. There's some debate about the, you know, rest versus rust. Um, but they're pulling out the flyest jerseys they have. They're pulling out the, the throwbacks. Ooh, the, those the blue, those the blue and gold. Blue and gold. Those are nice. Yeah. So they got the nasty throwback jerseys on. Um, man, Todd uh, Early has been kind of sitting out for a couple weeks. He's been a little banged up, but we kind of went on this. And I know I wasn't rooting for Philly. I was actually rooting for them to lose. But from a Cowboys perspective, it probably is easier going into LA where you're probably gonna have a shit ton of Cowboys fans. Over, did, did you see the ticket ticket and airfare price jump? No, I bet no. it's insane when they, they got, got the it. parky bump for real. So prior to the Cowboys winning and prior to the Eagles winning, the tickets to this game were about $117. And you could get a round-trip airfare from Dallas to LA for that weekend for $189. After the Cowboys win and the Eagles win, so that you know it's Rams-Cowboys, ticket prices jumped to $390 a ticket for nosebleed. That's the cheapest ticket in the stadium. Good God. And it's it's double the cheapest ticket at any other playoff game left. So also airfare doubled as well. So it's five you're talking about if me and you want to fly from DFW to LA and sit in the last row, it's a grand apiece. Damn. Hey, say what you will about Cowboys fans. They fucking travel, bro. There's a lot of us. Oh, and they live I want to say travel. Right? I want to say this. They don't travel. There's a lot of us. Yeah, and LA, it Southern is California a is a stronghold of the Dallas Cowboys. They're probably like the second or third most popular team in LA. Um, I'm sure it goes Raiders, us, and then Rams. Like, Yeah, it's probably honestly like and USC. Then, and then like USC, like five other teams, and they're like, oh yeah, the Chargers play here too. <laughs> The arena team and then the Chargers. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a real interesting matchup. Um, man, you know, we talked about this a little bit last week that, like, after a three and five start, getting to 10 wins and winning a playoff game, that's huge. It's more than we could have ever hoped for when we were where we were. Yeah, I trying to remember our preseason predictions. I want to say I either said, I think I said nine and seven with ten and six was our ceiling. I might have even said we were seven and nine. I don't really remember. I know it's somewhere in that range. I think I said nine and seven. Ten and six is what I consider the ceiling for this team. You get a home playoff win. I'm not saying you don't go obviously try to go out and win the whole damn thing, but this is if you had sold this to us to before the year, we would have deemed it successful. So that said. If the Cowboys lose on Saturday, do you consider this year a success? Yeah. Yes. You're not as good as the Rams. Not yet. Um, your defense took a step forward. I think you still have questions about Dak. We know, but the front office doesn't. Or we do, but the front office does not. He'll get re-signed. I think you think you're pretty damn close. You found your number one receiver for hopefully a few years. Um. I think it was a success, especially after the way you started, especially. So, you know, you're the underdog probably in any game you play the rest of this year. Um, 
it's big. I mean, I, the Rams are a better team than you. I, I don't know how else to. I'm not trying to break hearts out there. They just are. I mean, we're we were seven and one at home. Now eight and one at home. So we're three and five on the road. We have to go to L.A. And I know, like I said, it'd probably be kind of a home game. But this is a good Rams team. Go. Um, if we win, I'll be you know, elated. If we lose, I'll still be crushed, but I understand they're a better team, if that makes sense. Okay, so give me your prediction, given those qualifiers. Um, I think we'll make it a battle, but I do think they score enough. Um, I think it's Rams 28, Cowboys 24. Okay. Well, Ben, you know me. I just can't. I just can't leave it alone. I gotta spin the roulette wheel one more time. So, okay. I think that the Rams beat us last year by one score, um, because of special teams mistakes and because our linebacker core was depleted and we were getting picked on. Yeah, I think that our defense is good enough to hold this team in check. I watched the Bears beat this team. It's supposedly going to be cold and rainy in LA on Saturday. And Jared Goff is on a bit of a slump. His first 11 games of this year were far superior to his last five. Agreed. So I'm going to say the Cowboys get it done. I'm going to say Zeke has another okay. big game. Uh, I like our defense more than I like theirs. I'm going to say the Cowboys win this one. Uh, I'm going to flip your score. I'm going to say Cowboys win this one 27-24. Uh, and another just straight-up cardiac game. Um, and go on to an NFC title game, and we'll have to listen to Cowboys fans say that, well, Dak's got as many postseason wins as Romo does, dude. I know. I know. I, I mean, I'll be happy for the win, but that argument will arise. Um, so their defensive coordinator, Goat, is Wade Phillips, a very friendly or not friendly, familiar name to Cowboy fans in this uh, part of the world. And... He was Jason Garrett's head coach when Jason Garrett was OC. There's some interesting connections. I was going to say, do you do you think that plays any role at all? Do you think it favors one side or the other, or do you think so much time has passed? It's it's. I think the I think the system is very different now um, than when JG was running the offense. So I don't think it'll provide that much help. Um, in fact, I might give a slight advantage to Dallas because we're very familiar with Wade Phillips, and he definitely runs the same system. Additionally, Chris Richard is very, very familiar with Wade Phillips and his play design, formations, etc. Um, so he might have a little bit of an advantage there. Um, another interesting headline, Tavon Austin, going back to the team that kind of decided he wasn't worth it anymore. So maybe mm-hmm. Tavon has a huge game. Yep. Uh, 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 definitely intriguing there. You know, you have the number one and two rushers from the 2018 season in Gurley and Zeke, both the first team all pro with Gurley, second team all pro with Zeke. Um, Gurley technically was the number three rusher because he got passed in the last game by fucking Saquon, but yeah, he sat the game out though. So, but I hear you. It's whatever. I hear. I mean, neither of these guys compare to Saquon. I mean, what are we talking about? Have you seen the thigh measurement chart, my guy? (laughs) Um, It'll be interesting. It may – is it just – I'm going to pose this question. Is it just this simple between who has a better game between Gurley and Zeke that team will win? 
I don't think so. Um, the Rams have weapons in so many other places, and Goff is so much more of a pure pocket passing quarterback than Dak. They like to let Goff air it out. McVay's system is so much more than just also the ball. two QBs from the same draft, by the way. Correct. Uh, about a hundred and thirty something picks apart, but same draft. Um, which man, if Dak somehow beats Goff, that's going to be crazy. Yeah, man, this is, you know, we'll just do a little bit of preview. We gave our prediction, you know, their offense is stacked. Sean McVay is the hottest name in coaching. He's probably why Cliff Kingsbury is now sitting on <laughs> his first head coaching job. Insane. <laughs> it is insane to us as Texas tech fans. Good luck. Cardinals fans. Um, Air raid zona. But I mean, everywhere you look, like I'm even looking at like ESPN, and one of the side things is is something about like uh, I might have refreshed, but it's something about Sean McVayness, which I don't even know what the fuck that means. But. I read an article this year about how like defensive minded head coaches are being like shuffled to the back of the line because, because everyone wants Mc- like a young offensive guru. He's the young, youngest coach in football. I think he's, what, 32 or 33? Um, yeah. He's not much older than, like, the veterans on the team. Like, Cliff is, for instance, six years older than him, which is insane. Yeah. So. Um, um, anyway, yeah, they have a great offense, great offensive system. You know, sometimes I think McVay gets more credit than Goff, but Goff is absolutely, when he's on, a very nice passer, especially the deep ball. Uh, Robert Woods has had two very nice years in L.A., um, Does the absence of Cooper Cup hurt them? I don't think so. I think they have so many weapons that between Cooks and uh, who I just named Woods and Gurley, I, I think they're fine. Um, it really might depend on it, you know slowing them down is going to be a big feat, and I think it's going to start with getting pressure on Goff. You know he's not a very mobile guy, so you're going to need Tank. And I think you alluded to this, your boy Randy having nice games. Well, I'll say this. The Rams' offensive line is built around two very large tackles. They both have two humongous offensive tackles. Um, They're not the quickest guys. They don't have the most athleticism. They're just very big, Um, which is why two guys with kind of next-level speed on the rush and great first steps like Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory can be so effective uh, against this offense, in my opinion. Um, obviously, we need them both to have great games. Um, but I, my my confidence is that between Richard, Marinelli, linebacker play, those two rushers, and a little bit of help from the weather, we can slow this offense down enough to beat them. This team, yeah. this team should travel. Our team should be built to travel well and play in cold weather. We've done well against a lot of elite running backs this year. Um, we really have. Not a lot of people run well on us. Even Seattle did in week one. They didn't here. Um, my worry is this offense on the road has been so bad at times. It really, really has. Yeah. Um, so flipping that side of the ball, they have Aaron Donald, who is the best defensive player in the world. Um, had 20 and a half sacks this year ago from the defensive tackle position. He's an absolute mammoth. Um, you're going to need Looney, Connor Williams, and Martin, whoever's on him, to absolutely play their best game. Uh, they also have Ndamukong Sue right next to him, who's used to be a perennial pro bowler. He's still very good at run stopping. Uh, their 
their corners, I think, are still Khalid or Talib and Peters. I don't know if they're both healthy. I know they both dealt with injuries. Um, both gamblers, um, Talib absolutely murdered us last time we played them in Denver. What two years ago? A year last ago? year. Yeah. Um. So. You know, Mari's going to have to have a nice day for you, too, I think, to help Dak out. Dak's going to have to use his legs, and Zeke's just going to have to have another game where he's the best player on the field. I, I think that that's your matchup. I mean, this defense, as, as much as those star-studded names carry weight, they're actually very middle of the road by all numbers and all advanced metrics. So they've struggled at times. They've given up big point totals to several teams. Um, so they are vulnerable. My only thing is I just fear this offense on the road, our offense. Yeah, it's not a not an unfounded concern. Um, it's going to be a fun game. I'm excited about this one. This is the matchup I wanted. Um, and if, man, if somehow the Eagles beat the Saints and we beat the Rams and the Cowboys are hosting an NFC title game next week. Boy, the prices for an Eagles-Cowboys conference championship. I can't imagine. Dog, you remember what we paid to go see a regular season game in Jerry World? Imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I doubt the average Cowboy fan can afford the parking pass for a Cowboys-Eagles <laughs> conference championship game. Jerry's going to walk around that stadium and be like, all right, boy, let me tell you what. I'm going to need you to go ahead and add a zero to the beer prices. I'm going to need you to add a zero <laughs> to the popcorn prices. I'm going to need you to add a zero to the corn dog prices. Thanks very much. <laughs> Side note, do you see that boat that dude bought? Yeah, like a $250 million yacht. Shit's tight. Has a crew of 40. <laughs> so what? gaudy, dude. There are four, 40 humans whose job it is just to make sure that Jerry's boat stays dope as fuck. I was actually looking at it myself before he pulled the trigger. It just didn't really fit my needs, you know? Oh, yeah? Yeah, I have a need for speed, first and foremost. <laughs> this shit can only go like... 30 knots. I'm a 50 knot and over type of guy. I have a need for speed. I have a need for luxury. And then maybe catching some crabs, you know, like a fishing boat. Damn, dude. You got, you, 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 know, you need a very versatile craft in order to fulfill all those needs. Damn, that's wild, though. I mean, good for Jerry. I mean, sounds tight. Yeah. He's when not. Is he gonna, when is he going to use that, though? Like, Jerry spends every single day at the star in his helicopter. Maybe maybe that means Jerry's getting ready to step back a little bit. I guarantee you that thing has a fucking helipad on it without even looking at it. Yeah, it probably does. And maybe he'll just like put it in fucking Texoma and <laughs> just, like, <laughs> just like try it, just do laps. Maybe this is new recruiting tool. Now listen here, Tua. I know you like the cowboys. I'll take some out on a yacht <laughs> on on like grapevine. Just like do some fishing, boy. Dude, that yacht is worth like twice of Little Wayne and Drake's net worth. That's so fucking That's insane. Um Yeah, I'm excited for this, man. I really am. I I I know I'll be sad if we lose, but at the end of the day, man, I I get that this is a good Rams team. I would love to see us win this, man. And if we win this, I really think at that point you can convince your team of anything, you know? Absolutely. Last note on the yacht. Did some quick math. Uh -huh. That yacht is worth 7,575 times the average U.S. citizen's annual earnings. 
So the average person in our country would need to work for just over 7,500 years to buy that yacht. <laughs> work for Tight. eight years and don't spend a penny. <laughs> yeah. Sick. So, uh, but yeah, and pay no taxes. So, shit. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a sick game, man. I'm super stoked. I hope we get to do another one of these next week. That would be dope. But the, the pre NFC championship pod. I mean, I won't lie. I'm, I'm starting to daydream about Super Bowls now. And dog, we are going to Atlanta. Just wait for it. I feel it. Yeah, I've already started to conspire because you know my territory for work is Atlanta. So I'm just going to be like, we're going, bro. Dude, I can get us a room at the Four Seasons. Your boy can hook it up fat on Google's dime, dude. We'll be doing that. We'll be chilling in the club with like T.I. and Jeezy, you know, dude, talking about. We're just going to King of Diamonds, dude. Just, just <laughs> Migos is already the there. White guy's there just being like, yeah, what's up? We've heard about this on several rap songs. Migos, Zeke's there like <laughs> 10 minutes before the game. Just <laughs> no Zeke dude you should have seen it oh so apparently the other night like Monday night there was a Mavs game and like Zeke Jalen Tank all the all the the Cowboys were there and the hot boys the whole hot boys and Zeke were at the game and someone got a picture of Jalen Smith and Demarcus Lawrence and they had those like hand grenade drinks you know the little plat like from New Orleans the little plastic hand grenade drinks yeah and those little mini pizzas they serve and so they're like eating these pizzas and like drinking these hand grenades and the ire of all the 50 year old guys with cowboy star profile pictures on Twitter that were like, if they, they should be at home watching film and resting for the game and not out drinking yeah. alcohol. It goes out to like that Witten and Romo Cabo trip that lives in infamy. It's all optics, man. It's like Bro, these, the whole these guys, these went guys, to- Miami on that boat and everyone just lost their mind like yeah it's really just optics at the end of the day man like nobody this is what these guys do in their free time can you imagine if you had a big business trip can you imagine if you had like a huge business meeting next weekend and so you like went out and played around to golf this week like today like on monday and people were like what the fuck dude are you not reviewing the powerpoint for the meeting next week and you're like (laughs) are you serious what am i supposed to do that like nine hours a day for seven days are you kidding like I'm good. Yeah, they'll be they'll be fine, man. They'll if they be fine. Win, they'll be fine. If they oh, lose, oh, I hope they win. Go. I know you say it's all gravy, Ben, but you know it's not. You know it's yeah. not. Ugh. So, do you have any Reddit comments before we go? I thought you oh, had some dude, good I, ones. I, teed I up. did. I didn't. Uh, I don't know where I saved them. I'll find them for next week. And when we do our one way or the other, we'll do a, either a last podcast for the season or we'll do the next one. And I'll have some good ones. There were like tons. Most of mine were just like Seahawks fans, just like throwing tons of fucking salt into the air. Just being like, wow, the refs screw Seattle again. We're the most hated team. They just hate how passionate our fans are and things like that. And I was like, yeah, that's it. Everyone just 12. hates the 12 so much that they decided to, call pass interference and i also love the notion that jerry buys refs and yet we haven't won anything in like 20 like like jerry only buys refs at very of very very odd points in the season let me tell you how much it was brought up that the head ref for that crew was from texas lives in texas i was like how many people that live here hate the cowboys like half I can introduce you to someone from Texas. His name's Lane. He fucking hates the Cowboys. He wouldn't make it. He was on this pod. Yeah. 
he didn't even show his face Saturday night. Just watching Andrew Luck just deep dick his team. It was tough. Yeah, then he showed up to be like, uh, the, uh, these refs, dude, they're just disgusting. Giving the Cowboys the game. I was like, dog, your team's out of the playoffs. The playoffs discussion only my team. I played golf with them Sunday, and then the first thing he says after I, I waited a while, I didn't want to rub it in immediately. And then I brought up that game. He goes, yeah, pretty easy when you're playing 16 on 11, I guess. Oh, wow. <laughs> dude. Yo, Lane, straight up, fuck you, bro. <laughs> fuck your team. Fuck your JVS team. I'm glad Andrew Luck took you to the woodshed, bro. Also, before we go, shout out to my boy Jake Spawns. Had a little bike accident yesterday. Sounded like he got pretty fucked up. That sucks, dude. I hope you get well soon. The pod Indeed. is praying for you, dog. Indeed, man. Indeed. Get those teeth fixed up nice. Jake, Jake Spawns and Alan Hearns. A heart goes out to you both. Yeah, shout out Alan Hearns, man. Not a very productive season, but apparently a great guy. Super great guy. Super high-quality dude. So get well soon, Big Hearns. Everyone, make sure you're wearing exactly what you were wearing and sitting exactly where you were sitting last Saturday for this game. We'll be back next week to discuss either a trip to the NFC Championship or a conclusion to the season. As always, I'm Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker. This has been a boys will be boys. Take it easy. Peace. Because I want to be a guy.